Welcome, everyone. We have a special edition of the Everybody Counts podcast tonight. We are doing a guide for new readers to the Michael Connolly novels, um, primarily Bosch, the Harry Bosch novels, but some other characters that uh, maybe we haven't seen in the show might come up in our conversation. Uh, we're going to keep it light on spoilers, um, but definitely want to give you some good intel to help set you up for getting into the books, if that's something you want to add on to your um, show viewing experience. So I've got several um, guest expert panelists with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to mention that this was the idea of Sam. Sam co-moderates the Bosch TV subreddit along with user BB Friendship Express. They put in a lot of work on the subreddit to bring lots of engaging content for Bosch fans of both the show and the book. So we thank him for this idea, and he has put together a great list of questions to kind of guide us through um, the conversation. And we also received some great input from our regular listener and contributor at Sista Teacher on Twitter. She has not read the books, and um, so she threw in a few questions for us as well to help us think um, what we might want to talk about to help out um, folks that are new to the books. So that's enough for me right now. I want to give everyone a chance to introduce themselves. They might tell you a little bit about themselves or their their reading experience, maybe a favorite book. It's up to them. So let's start out with you, Sam. I and mean, this was your your idea. Yeah, um, I'm very excited to be working with you all. And uh, I'm one of the moderators at the Bosch TV Bosch TV subreddit. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Reddit. It's broken up into many different communities, and you can find us at boshtv.reddit.com. And I, I came actually came to the series relatively late. I actually started watching the show. I'd actually had considered and been recommended the novels uh, before okay. this sh- series came out uh, many years ago, but I put it on the back burner and never got around to it. And I, I just loved season one so much. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to wait. I was like, what am I going to do <laughs> waiting for season two? And right. I'm like, I'm going to read all these books that are, <laughs> that are, uh, I think at that time there was probably 20 books out. Okay. Uh, actually, 20 plus when you consider uh, uh, the, all the other, uh, the Mickey Holler novels and, and sure. things like that. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Well, yeah, definitely get out there on, on Reddit um, and get to know uh, the folks there. It's, it's a lot of fun. A good conversation. All right, Kathy is with us. Kathy's had a big presence on Twitter. She loves to talk about Bosch, and she even has a cool hat. So tell us a little bit about you, Kathy. Uh, I started watching Bosch kind of by accident. It was, you know, Amazon will recommend the next thing. If you like this, you'll like that. And I was kind of, well, it's really not my sort of thing that I kind of watch. So, but I let it roll. And, uh, Five seconds into the show, I, my eyes were as big as saucers, and I don't think I breathed until at least six episodes later. Yeah, I, I couldn't stop. I was up all night, and I just couldn't stop. Um, so, and I came into it late. Uh, season two was already on, so I, I, I just boshed that whole two seasons, you know, as quickly as possible, and uh, I was, I was hooked, and uh, I. I watched it uh, every time that a new season dropped, and then I realized, you know, that this is all based on books. I was hesitant to start reading the books because I'm a big reader, and my middle name is 
the book is better than the show. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, if I read this, is this going to ruin this great t- TV experience for me? And uh, I finally caved and after I had watched season four because I just couldn't stand it. I was going to have to wait another year to watch the show. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading the books and I was floored. I was absolutely floored. Um, I've read the first five. I listened to the last uh, five or six, the ones that uh, on Audible that Titus Wolliver narrated, mm-hmm. and they're just fabulous. So I went out of order on it, but even yeah. so, that's, that's fantastic okay. experience on both counts. Uh, tell us about your hat that you, you had specially made, right? Um, actually, I bought an embroidery machine, and oh. I learned how to wow. <laughs> <I learned> embroider. <laughs> so that's that I impressive. A piece of a Bosch hat. It's, it's not authentic, but it's, um, yeah. But I wear t- it all everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I wear it. What does it say? It says, everybody counts or nobody counts. There you go. Of course. Well, we have someone else with us. Joe is joining us. What do you want to tell us about yourself? And do you have a hat, Joe? Well, I have the uh, Bosch 3 hat that I got at the end of season. Um, okay. My camera doesn't show it very well, yeah. but uh, well, we can see it. It's the official Bosch cast it, and crew hat for season three. It's awesome. I thought so. Uh, I was at a book signing uh, a couple years ago, and Michael Conley said that Amazon was going to do Bosch series, and I thought, okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and buy buy Amazon. So I went and bought Amazon. Got on, got Amazon Prime, and I was all ready. Um, I've read all of the books more than once. Um, my first book was City of Bones, and a Reader's Digest condensed book. I uh, was recovering from surgery. Wife had the book. I picked it up for a reading. As soon as I got done with that, I went out and found the book at the library, read it, and bought the book. First several books were paperback, used mostly. Mm-hmm. And I started, then I, he came to Portland, Oregon, where I, where I live, and do a signing, and I went. I've gone to every every signing since then, um, and wow. I just fall over myself to see anything about Bosch. So when the series came on, um, I knew enough about City of Bones because I it was my first book. Sure. So I followed that. I enjoyed it. I like Kathy's idea that everybody counts, nobody counts. I sell real estate, and my my two models have been. Everybody counts or nobody counts, which is a very, we have a variation in our firm called first, near the purpose, first class properties. First class service and every price rate, which means mm. the same thing as everybody counts and nobody sure. counts. Sure. Yeah. Secondly, secondly I, my, my strong suit has always been prospecting. So, okay. um, I get off my ass and knock on doors. There I've you done go. that for 25 years. Mm-hmm. That's in my, that's the way I make my business, do my business. Mm-hmm. And, in my note, my work notebook, those two phrases are on the first page. So I, I just, okay. I just go out and do what I do. I like the fact that Harry's a grinder. Yep. That's what I do. I go out and grind, find business. I find a property and find a buyer for it, or I find find a, a, sell, a, a seller then go out and find the buyer. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I will, I. That's what I do. I just hang in there and keep going after. I'm not flashy, but I get it done. There you go. There you so go. That's, my, and I've liked all the books. I like all the series. Um, and so I'm here. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. We, we look forward to hearing uh, your answers to our questions. Um, 
So just to tell you a little bit about how I came into the books, uh, briefly, I saw the Lincoln Lawyer movie, enjoyed the movie, decided to check out. I tried mm-hmm. to pick through the specific novels that were Mickey Howler novels. And then I get to know this Bosch guy in some of those and hear how popular he is with readers. So I was like, well, let's just read a, a Bosch one as well. And so I kind of moved in and out of the series from one end to the next to the middle, um, but have eventually, uh, I believe, read them all except for, like Sam mentioned, maybe some of the um, other characters that are kind of on their own. I definitely love the the Renee Ballard books. Right. that um, have, have been out most recently. So I think well, just from our, our introductions, you can tell that there's really no right or wrong way to get into the books. Sometimes it happens um, in order and sometimes, oftentimes, it does not. So let's jump right into our first question. So I'm going to start uh, with you, Sam. Why do you think show watchers should read the books? Um, I'm, I'm going to steal something that Kathy mentioned before, and that okay. is oftentimes the book is better than the show, and especially when the book was really the primary medium to convey that story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think I, I see the show as the show, and I and I love it and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Connolly's bread and butter. Michael Connolly's the author of the novel series. Right. You know, he comes from a, a journalism background. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the end of the day, he's telling a story that's meant uh, to be a written narrative. And, and and the show, what the show does well is it, it gives you a way of envisioning the places he speaks of. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not from the West Coast. And so L.A. is kind of, uh, it might as well be a fantasy city, a fantasy yeah. setting, right? It might as well be Middle Earth. And <laughs> And what I love about the show is I get to see and picture the places that I've been reading about for over 20 novels now. Yeah, Uh, that's really cool. But at at the end of the day, the books give you a better sense of who Harry is. You you get to to, to hear some of his internal monologue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and also, it's also not just a question of quality, but it's quantity. I mean, you have so many novels to, to dig into. And so it's funny. Each season... Uh, people ask questions. They have questions about what happened in the season. So season five, people are asking, oh, can you explain this one plot point? We didn't understand what the airplane was for. Now, if you're watching carefully, it's explained in the show, but it happens literally in one line of dialogue. It's mm-hmm. easy to miss. Now, as a as a novel reader, I understand. I understood 100% what was happening because right. in the book, it's several lines uh, right. where that's explained. So. I think that's my pitch for the book, novels. If you mm-hmm. love the show, and you, and particularly if you love Harry, then you're gonna love the books. And and there's so many of them. And what else are you gonna do while you're waiting for season six? <laughs> yeah. To come out? And I, I think what I'm hearing from you too is that the books and the show both have Harry, but they have a little bit different things to offer. So why not? Why not enjoy both? Exactly. Yeah. So all right, um, Joe, tell us what's your pitch for why. Show watchers should also read the books. Well, I think that the books give you a better and more complete understanding of Harry Bosch. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in an hour or less, you have to go through a book a book that's two or three books that are combined together. That you can't do that. You, the script has got to be. You got to cut things out, make things quick, 
And by reading the books, you're not going to, it's not going to give away any secrets. You, well, you will, but you understand that Harry's good. He starts at A and gets to B, goes on to C and figures out what's going on. He mm-hmm. is a, he's a grinder. And mm-hmm. that, if you don't understand that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It, 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 Sam's comment about the airplane. If you don't, if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. I did. I missed the, the scene in, in season five when he talks about they're at the at, at the pharmacy and he's and the guy, the guy sees the detective across the street mm-hmm. and picks his phone and says they're at Hold Fast Pizza. Well, mm-hmm. we've already been told Hold Fast is the is is the, is the code word for we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well. I didn't catch that the first time I saw it. My wife did. Okay. I went back and looked at it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. No, I understand. I, mean, I didn't catch that at all. And those kind of things. If you, if you, my wife started came to, came to the flash late, and she reads everything after I've read it. So okay. on the series. I mean, we've watched. I've watched season five at least six times already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just so. There, there's more to find each time, and so I think kind of what I'm hearing from you, Joe, is that. Uh, the books can flesh out even more yes. what you see uh, from from the show. All right, Kathy, what's your pitch? Well, although it's the same guy and it's the same vibe and there's the same places and people, everything doesn't work out exactly in the books as it does on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, because these these novels were written, uh, they started he started publishing almost 30 years ago. And things have changed. I mean, technology's changed. The way that uh, procedures are handled has changed. And so I think organically, because we're working with different technology and different sequences of events now, uh, it's not always uh, the same way that it plays out on the show. Right. right. So you, you get two layers of botch. Yeah. You know, what's not to love about that? Right. Um, you know... Plus, you can take this, you know, you can take this anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can you can take this book, and, and if you have to commute you and you're riding a, a bus or you're sitting in a restaurant or you're waiting at the doctor's office, you can just open up and dive into that world mm-hmm. and, um, and, and have that experience anywhere you go where you can probably watch a show on your phone if you want to, but it's not the same thing uh, when you have to be in public. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I have one of these in my purse a lot of times when I okay. have a place I got to go and sit. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's not exactly the same experience. So it's almost like when we're dying for those 364 days in between our binge from this season to the next season, uh, we can fill that space in with, with the same, the same stories, but not exactly the same. Oh, exactly. These, the books do not spoil anything in the show. Great, great. Well, you kind of, I'm showing my age here, but um, a kid of the 80s, it reminds me what you talked about of those choose your own adventure books where you can, you can pick which way you're going to go. And so it's kind of like you watch the show and then if you read the book, you kind of get maybe a little bit different twist or um, different elements in there. So yeah, that, that's fantastic. Now you just brought up that you did not think that the books um, spoil the TV show. Uh, What's your perspective on that, Sam? As far as plot points and twists, or are you in danger of having anything spoiled? I think that definitely varies season to season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you're to take uh, season five, for example, uh, the most recent season, uh, there's a lot that's similar uh, to the novel. Uh, but I think season five is great because season five is not a, a whodunit season. Right. You know, the, the season starts off with a flashback. Or, mm-hmm. or it, it's, it's kind of you're, you're actually fat. You're, you're basically at the one of the, the episode before last is where you start off. And so you know who roughly who the bad guys are. You kind of make and, and the show is really about getting to know the characters It's about appreciating the setting. And mm-hmm. so in one sense, you're not really spoiled because that's not what it's about. Right. Um, there are other shows where it's a mystery about who who the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think season four is a bit more like that. And, and so in, in season four, uh, I don't want to ruin too much of the novels, uh, but there are some things that are d- the same. But uh, one thing that I've noticed they'll do in, in adapting the novels is to change who the big bad is, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes. so the big bad will be different. There'll be some twists. Uh, I, I actually tried predicting how they were going to adapt Angel's Flight, and a lot of my predictions were wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, the writers have their own minds and they have their own sense of creativity. And yeah. so I was actually I was actually surprised at how eight, uh, season four played out, for example. So Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned how it's it's um it's not so much I, I think for most of the seasons it's not as much about who done it as how they solve it. And like you said, right. it, in knowing the characters. And even with that uh piece of it, how they solved it. That's not always done the same way. It may be, right. but they may pull a technique that's more modern. Um, yeah. that we haven't seen in any of the book, or they may pull one uh, from a different story, and you're like, "Oh, they did that and such and such." You know, so it's it's always kind of keeping you guessing. So I, I I follow along with you there. What do you think, Joe? Well, well I think that uh, the books are the, the program is is fairly consistent with the, with the books. The challenge is there's certain things you can't do with the books with a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in season three, uh, the character in, in the FBI profiler was the main character in that book. Well, he, that was what Clint Eastwood went off and did in Budworth. So they don't have that character. They brought in Robertson to cover that, make that mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens with Honey Chandler. Mickey mm-hmm. Howler is not in that book because of the Matthew McConaughey series. So they, they have to make changes. And those, those are subtle, but they, they get, they make the point. Um, I think that, the books are a good intro to the series. The series can stand. You don't have to read the books to see the series. Let's put that way. I, I think you can do it out. But mm-hmm. my wife, I drive my wife crazy because I know what's going on in the book. So I'll say, well, this is what happens in the book. She'll shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> let, me, let me watch this TV. So, you know. But. Yeah. To, to each his own. There you go. And Kathy, I think you pretty much said you don't think that the reading the book spoils the show. And so anything else you wanted to point out about that? No, I don't think it spoils the show um, because there are still going to be surprises and it is going to be handled in a different way in a lot. And you don't know what they're going to change about it. But Mm -hmm. the characters, especially Harry, especially Harry, are so exactly the same guy. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, feeling um, the same, just the same attitude. He he talks the same way. So you're not going to. That's the biggest problem for me is when they take a novel and turn it into a, a show or a movie is that the main character isn't even the same person. You know, they make them so cool for TV that you don't recognize yeah. the Columbo guy that he really was in the book right. or 
you know, they, they, they pick somebody who just doesn't personify that character. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what ruins it for me. But in this case, um, maybe it's because I'm, I watched and then I read that when I read now, it's like, you know, Billets is Billets mm-hmm. and Harry is Harry. And I just, I hear those voices speaking right. those characters' words. Yeah, in the- from now on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they do, they do have the they do have the vibe of the characters in the book. Mm-hmm. What, really one, of, one of the things that that Conley has done is police procedural books are kind of step step one two three they're in a sequence, and he he's a former reporter, so he understands that the reporting part of it, but he takes that one step further and gets you all involved in from everything is from Harry's point of view. Mm-hmm. And, and yes. you, you, you know, City of Bones. He finds the he finds the bones. He thought they were twigs, so got to be knuckles mm-hmm. and, and parts of the fingers. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things you, you can pass over, but the detail that Conley puts into them and maybe make sure they're in the series helps to help that because the book will explain it a little bit better. But you can still, uh, you don't need to see the read the books to see the series. You don't need to see the series to read the books. I mean, they can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In on their own, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Company's journalism background really adds a depth of precision to to the to the books and to the show Mm -hmm. that are uh, really really lacking in a lot of this genre, um, which is why I really don't read this. I read a lot. I'm a reader. I read everything, but this is really a genre that has opened up to me because of how um, nobody writes it. I've tried it and I've always found it flat. Um, but for it's, it's so technical and it's so detailed, but yet it's so accessible. It's not, they're not talking in words that we can't possibly relate to. Mm-hmm. He makes it all relatable to all of us. Yeah. And like you said, you know, it, you don't have to read the books to understand the show. You you don't have to be in that club, but it's an, it's a fabulous extension of watching the show. Yeah, it's I a agree. great. Movie. I agree. I agree as well that that Connolly's background um, in journalism definitely gives that even broader perspective to the story. You know, you're not just in the head of, of you know necessarily the the law enforcement. So, um, all right, I'm going to go, uh, Sam. I want you to handle this one because we've kind of talked about this um, a little bit already. So. Just well, reading the books ruin future seasons of the show. Is it still enjoyable to watch? That's kind of right. a little bit what we're talking about spoilers. Yeah. And I just want to point out um, that you know what we looked at in season five was in one of the more recent um, oh, yeah. books. You know, right. so as far as like future, it it can jump around the timeline, so you don't necessarily know if it's going to you know be something more recent or um, you know it doesn't necessarily go sequentially. But give us a little bit of your take on that. Yeah, so uh, season five was based primarily on two kinds of truth, which was released in 2017, and uh, that's actually the 20th Harry Bosch novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it ruins. I think you'll see some twists, or you'll see the general lay of the land coming, but the the writers consistently throw you a curveball so that you you don't know what's you don't you won't know how it ends. Yeah. Like I said, I tried my my darndest to figure out how, <laughs> how season four would end, and and because I I love Angel's Flight, which is one of my favorite Bosch novels, mm-hmm. and I was I was off the mark, 
as to uh, how it was going to resolve. Yeah. So no, I I don't I don't think if you're worried about oh I'm, I don't want to read the books because they're going to spoil the show. Don't feel that way. And and I think it's safe to say that you can't necessarily say, well, I'll read up to this point and then stop. Oh, yes. Because because it's not going to matter. It, it can right. jump around. It can jump right. around. So it's not like um, Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't necessarily go in the order of the source material. Okay, another question you've thrown out there for us: What is your preferred way of reading the books? Hardcover, softcover, ebook, audiobook, Audible. What, Kathy? Why don't you start off on this one? Easy answer, all of them. Yeah, anything works. <laughs> I have, I've got some of them on uh, as Kindle books. I've got, I bought several of them. I will eventually buy all of them, either in in paperback or or hardcover. I've got a signed. That's my prized possession, yeah. my signed Dark Sacred Night. Um, <clears throat> and I do love the Audibles. Uh, I I listen, like I said, I listen to all the ones that Titus Welliver read. And I'll tell you what, if you want more Bosch experience, you can't get more Bosch experience than that. He's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Really yeah. did a great job. He does more voices than Mel Blanc. Just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, I like a paperback because that's easy to lug around. Um, and I, I like to read out at the pool. So the Kindle's a yeah. bad idea to read out sure. at the pool. Sure. I'll drop that thing in, you know. Yeah. If I yeah. drop a paperback in, I can buy another paperback, but there you go. I Cry about the Kindle falling in, sure. um, but yeah, the, the audio books are great because I can you can get other things done while you're you know you can be on a drive or you can be yeah. uh, doing other things and and still listen to that and I love having people tell me a story so um, I'm all for that. Well, I I particularly I guess a luxury for me would be reading a paperback and just that feel of it and being able to sit by myself somewhere quietly and read. But unfortunately, I don't have a lot of time for that in my life right now and i do a lot of uh, uh commuting and carting kids around and um my daughter has some special needs so she goes to a lot of therapies you know so we're in the car a lot so audible has has been my friend for sure um definitely appreciate the convenience of that and uh, still being able to to get the stories so i've been doing more of that recently but um i do enjoy a good paperback um all right, Joe, how about you? What's your preferred method of reading the books? The majority of the Bosch books are hardback. Okay. Uh, most of them have been autographed. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so nice. They're, 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 they're. Uh, I have some of the first ones in paperback. Uh, I've got some audio books. I don't do, I don't have an EV, I don't have a Kindle. I don't do the E part, but I okay. do have, my wife and I go out, we'll go out somewhere for the weekend and I'll put either, I'll put some music, I'll bring some music. Or I'll bring a couple Bosch books. Yeah, and, great. And, and and while we're out driving in the country, and that's as relaxing as as because uh, we probably have already read. We both have already read the book. So in in the cases that we have, it, mm-hmm. it's just really good. And the fact that Titus is is narrating the ones that I have makes it even easier. So yeah, it's very much an experience. Yeah, yeah I, so. I like that. All right, how about you, Sam? Uh, you know. I actually primarily use the ebook and audiobook. I, I have uh, some of them in a uh, hardcover, uh, and I think hardcover always looks beautiful if you have it on a shelf. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong having yeah. perfectly lined up hardcovers yeah. or, 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 or soft covers. Right. Uh, but I actually and and I'm gonna uh, with a uh, make to make it clear. I, I don't. I'm not being paid by Amazon. I don't have no. I have no. <laughs> I have no profit share in Amazon, but. 
Yeah, none I, of us I do. Love, <laughs> I love the fact that when I read it on Kindle, I can switch seamlessly to the audio. Right? Oh, so sometimes the audio yeah. is integrated into the Kindle program. Okay. But even if it's not, so I can go from reading it and then I have to go for, get in the car. I, it goes, I can turn on the audio okay. and, and go back and forth. And uh, mm -hmm. just one, one trick that I use from when I read on my Kindle at, at the pool. I just put it in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I put oh, it in there you bag. go. I put it in a fridge <laughs> bag, and I have a I have a Kindle Paperwhite, and uh -huh. so it has the physical buttons. So it's it you works still, perfectly oh, yeah. in the hot tub okay. uh -huh. uh, at night. It's 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 great. But nice. Yeah, so I, I I use all the formats basically. That might be the hottest tip of the podcast tonight, actually. Okay, I'm going to start with you on this one, Sam. Avoiding uh, spoilers. Uh, what character changes? What? Give me a couple of character changes that are the biggest shocks right. between uh, the two formats. So through the course of the novels, um, I think people, new readers, should know that Harry goes through many different partners, uh, and and I think the the one that because I I actually really love the character of J Edgar on the show, and I actually asked uh, we had a chance to ask Michael Connolly. Uh, some questions. One of the questions that I, I put to him was, J. Edgar in the books is so different from yeah. J. Edgar in the show. Uh, in the in the novels, J. Edgar is, from my perspective, is really there as a foil for Bosch. Mm -hmm, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. jo Joe keeps talking about how, you know, uh, uh, about uh, Bosch's doggedness and, and, <laughs> and, and J. Edgar, and just to warn people, J. Edgar in the books is not dogged. He's, he's not committed to the mission as Bosch mm -hmm. is. Um, you know, uh, I don't think there's a big spoiler, but in, in the first novel, you find out very soon, very early on, that uh, he's got a real estate uh, gig on the side. And there are times when he seems like he's more committed to selling mm -hmm. houses on a holiday weekend than showing up at a murder scene, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, mm -hmm. and I think there's some, so you can still have some sympathy for, for the situation where He's trying to provide for his family. He's trying to set up for his, for what he thinks is his standard of living in retirement. Mm -hmm. But if you if you if you love Jay Edgar on the show, um, if 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 you're a fan of Jamie Hector, the actor, mm -hmm. I don't want you to be disappointed when you <laughs> open the book and you and you're saying, "Who the heck is this guy?" Right now, right. Now, now one one thing just for everyone to know though is is for Connolly. Connolly actually. Because I asked him if, if this was a chance for him to redo uh, uh, his character, and and this is, I'm just going to read what uh, Connolly wrote. And he says, yeah. "Jerry's book character was sort of a was sort of set in the first couple of books I wrote. I was very new at it, and when I look back at my early novels, I regret not investing enough time and character into characters like Edgar and Irving. Uh, the great thing about the TV show is that we can fix things." Mm -hmm. Make plots and characters deeper and more intriguing. That's what happened with Edgar. Um, and and, and so, reinvent so, them. Right. Yeah. And so so in my head canon, yeah. TV J. Edgar is, is the real Edgar. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's great that you point that out to readers because some of those things you kind of do need to, to be prepared for. Because um, if you have a certain expectation set from the show, it, it, it doesn't mean – Absolutely, that you won't enjoy the 
the books. But, but yeah, that could be a little jarring. Uh, what about you, Joe? Is there a, a, a character yeah. difference that well, you'd like to point out? In in the many of the books, uh, Kits, the detective that had the affair with the lieutenant in, in season one, uh-huh. she's throughout the books. And then yeah. she gets put, then she's assigned in the book, she's assigned to the chief's office. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's throughout the books. Jagger's throughout the books. Irving is kind of a bad guy in the books, for the for the lack of any, for, for to be fair. I don't mm-hmm. think I should give it. You've already figured out that if he says, I've done worse, well, he has. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and so uh, Bosch kind of kind of works around that. In one of the books, yeah, Bosch does throw the captain through the window. You know, I, I think that the biggest change is, is uh, I agree with Sam about Jagger. It's a couple of the other partner detectives that he has. Um, mm-hmm. When um, I also think that you're gonna, you know, if you pay attention, if you, she likes you like you like her, Nikki Howard's character, Nikki yeah, Moyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a character that has an important part throughout the later parts of the books, mm-hmm. and he's not there, uh, and uh, that's that's kind of tricky. But they they handle it fairly well. He goes to Honey Chandler and says, "I want to, I need help," and he has to go to her and say, "I need help." And she goes, it's so delicious, I couldn't stay, I couldn't turn you down. Yeah. So, I like that, so. Yeah. That's- yeah, that's that's helpful to know that, yeah, yeah, so you've pointed out that, that Irving, uh, there's some differences there that, that we may not, uh, not like him as much in the books, and we will not see Mickey Holler in the books, uh, because of the rights to the character with the movie having been released, but, but Honey Chandler does, you know, step in kind of for some of those plot points. And I think has, has been very effective. Um, likewise, I enjoyed one of my favorite books was um, the crossing and yeah. And I like getting to know the character of Cisco a little bit. And we're, you know, we can't, we can't see him in the books either because of the rights um, uh, to the Lincoln lawyer, but Ryan Hurst came in as Hector Bonner kind of, I think stepping in to that investigator role and that was really cool this season. I thought he was fantastic. So um, amazing. Yeah. So you may hear some, some different names and be like, Oh, well, that seems like so-and-so in the show. Well, there, there have to be sometimes some kind of replacements, um, but uh, can, can both be very effective. Anybody in particular you want to point out, Kathy, as far as differences? Well, you mentioned Honey Chandler, and um, yeah, so things worked out incredibly differently for her in the books than they do in the show. And uh, I was, I was wondering because I knew that she was gonna be in season five, and I was wondering, uh, oh, this—they've had some—they've crossed swords before, and it didn't didn't work out very well for either. Well, for not for mm-hmm. Harry, but um she was act- actually uh, pretty stunning in this season mm-hmm. yeah uh, so i'm glad that they kept her around mm-hmm. um, yeah she's... Know, i think that they're kind of like they're two they're two cut from the same cloth only their their loyalties lay in different directions so yeah. they're terrifying together actually <laughs> i'm re-listening right now um to the last coyote and which harry talks a lot about mm-hmm. his mission and when you talk about that kathy um it, you talk about them being cut from the same cloth, but I think their missions are a little bit different. Um, yes. So that's that's something to think about when you read the books. What were you going to say, Joe? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because in season four, and near the, after she's brought in as the take over Elias's cases and mm-hmm. review them for the courts, and 
at the end when she 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 doesn't trust Boss, and she tells him, mm-hmm. you know, at at the end of the book when he takes that that film that that microfilm and takes it over and gives it to the to the to the kid, and she says, "You surprised me." It was yeah. he. You can see that she had changed from her opinion of Bosch had changed, not 180 degrees, but at least 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. she understood what mm-hmm. he was doing. She had had a little bit more respect for him. So when he comes into this, when she comes into this series, she's not anti Bosch. She just let's go do this and see what happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by she's a lot like him. That they're yeah. a lot alike because yeah. Harry's yeah. against anybody. He just wants to see where everything goes. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're the guy he's looking for, he, you're the guy he wants to catch. And she she's got her own her own motive too. Um, she she doesn't she doesn't have any loyalties. You know right. she she does what she does, and this is her method of operation. And um, so yeah, she's probably seen a lot of people that wouldn't have done the thing that Bosch did, but. Um, and she may be surprised by that, but she's uh, she's not like she's going to hold things against somebody um, or or not not allow her opinion to change about people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's going to yeah. see what's going on, and she's going to play from there every time. Yeah. And just to you- just to connect with uh, those who are listening and have not read the books, uh, the Honey Chandler you see in the show is basically a combination of, of three characters from the novels. Uh, the, the main, uh, there's the Honey Chandler from the novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Mickey Howler, uh, who, uh, if you're familiar with the Lincoln Lawyer movie, uh, it's, it's that character. And there's another character who only appears, I think, in uh, uh, Angel's Flight. Uh, and, and Honey Chandler kind of takes all three of those characters and kind of is an amalgam of, of, of all three of those. So, mm-hmm. so, so if you're looking, if you're going to read the books, if you're looking for Honey Chandler, uh, you're going to be disappointed. But the good news is, 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 uh, Mickey Holler's there. And, and I think Holler and, and, and ha, is a great character and has a great connection, uh, uh, relationship with, with Bosch. Um, and I would also just, you know, uh, you know, someone like Pierce, to my knowledge, is not in the novels at all. Not that I uh, uh, J- uh, Jimmy's not in the novels at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mankiewicz is the is the sergeant. I don't think he he's not a, a character that persists. He, there might be a scene where he's mentioned, but he's not there. And mm-hmm. so a lot of you know the novels are really about Bosch, and and with some novels maybe uh, an additional character. But uh, so the show is much more of an ensemble than, yes. than the novels are. Uh, so just just to be prepared for that for I that agree. as well. Because you yeah. kind of talk about Bosch go, you know, through the different novels, like we talked about him having um, a lot of different partners. You know, it may, and so you kind of follow him through the different books. But in the show, it is a lot of the the same characters go along with him through his right. journey. Right. So that yeah, that is a difference. Right. Now I'm gonna um, I'm gonna assume that Sam is probably the youngest of this group here. So I'm going to hit you up with this question, Sam. We, you talked about the novels beginning in the early 90s. So technology-wise, does it, does it translate? Um, what kinds of things are different? And for you, reading, like I, I, can, I can remember everything that they you know, use in the 90s, but is, was some of that technology kind of foreign to you? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, uh, I remember parts of growing up in the 80s. And so, mm-hmm. so both things I would point out are pagers. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, a pager was a, a, like a device. It's like a where you can leave an alphanumeric, and it used to be just numbers. You could just read, leave a a, a numeric message for someone. Yeah, uh, or it was the number you had to call, right? Right. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And call that number to 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 yeah. On that, what's going on? And and <laughs> and so it's. I think the best analogy I can make is it's like if, if anyone's ever gone back to rewatch season one of Seinfeld uh-huh. and there's <laughs> and you realize actually a lot of season one of Seinfeld, the plots make sense because of payphones. Yeah. Uh, now, that being said, I, I think <laughs> the, the early Bosch novels translate very well. Uh, I, I don't think technology is actually the, di- the difference maker mm-hmm. is is okay. is actually the one thing is just to remember, again, a big influence for Connolly was his experience as a, a crime reporter mm-hmm. uh, in Florida and then later in L.A. And he his time in the industry was in the 80s. Uh, I actually double I actually went back and looked at this in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, most major metropolitan cities, especially L.A., had a murder rate that was over twice as high as it is today. Uh, you know, L.A. And, and many major cities are much safer today than they were uh, back in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, I mean, those that, that was kind of a, the tail end of uh, the crack epidemic. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I think all of his novels try to incorporate at least the world of, of what's happening uh, in, in, in kind of the popular consciousness. And yeah. to remember that the early 90s especially was a time of tension between the LAPD and the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. the time of Rodney King, the LA riots. Right. Uh, obviously, it's, it's almost like it's gone full circle uh, yeah. with, with uh, I think, uh, Black Lives Matters uh, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, early, early 90s, you had Rodney King, you had uh, the whole scandal with Rampart. Uh, I think that was probably mid to late 90s. Uh, that which, came about right after, right after Rodney right after, King. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, these are all things that are happening, and you have to know that's at the back of what's happening in these novels, especially Angel's Flight. I think I keep coming back to. That. I mean, Angel's Flight is one of my favorite not a Bosch novels, and I think it's it's the one where you see how beautifully he weaves real world events in, into the world of yeah. Bosch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and and in the show, you know, we get that. Um, Last season, we, we saw the impact of social media and they talked about how protests, you know, operate very differently and can begin and end very different <laughs> timelines because of social media and the impact of that. But it yet it pulled from some of that same tension, you know, that that we've seen in the book. So updates like that. So it, it's we can get the like the meat of the story and what Harry's going through, but within more current circumstances and challenges and, you know, obstacles um, that, that currently exist. Um, what do you think? Anything you want to say about that, Kathy, about the timeline changing, you know, or Harry's age or anything? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you said the, the uh, pay phones, uh, I laughed the first couple of times I read that <laughs> in the book because it's like, when we see Harry on the screen now, he's still the guy who doesn't understand cell phones. It's True. like, what are he you still talking struggles. about? What, yeah. What's up with these trolls in your phone? Mm-hmm. I I thought that was one of the most hilarious things he said on the show um, because he didn't understand, you know, what Maddie was talking about, the trolls. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. 
Um, and it's, it was kind of funny that the flip phone that he had to make it, he had to make an excuse for that not being his flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it belongs to this vet. This isn't really mine. But yeah, he does strike you as that guy that, um, the technology that, that suits me and, and helps me with my means, uh, that, that I'll work with, you know, DNA is good. I like that, but all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, that he's the guy with the record player still, you know. Yep. I think that um, I, I seem to recall that he relies on other people even more so in the books for technology help than the series. Yeah. Do you yeah. agree, guys? Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree too. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm 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 sixty. I'll be sixty eight in September, so I'm basically the age of the of the, of the book Bosch. Okay. His yeah. age. And, yeah. Um, I can. My daughter is thirty four, and she just. And run circles around me with a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I need help, I need to go to her. Or I would go to my son, but he's in Florida. So I just call my daughter. and say, okay, here's what I got to do. How do you do this? And he, she explains it just real quick and said, okay, fine. I got that down. Uh, yeah. But I still, yeah, you're right. I had a pager and a cell phone when I first got into real estate. Okay. Yeah. And was, yeah. And, and so it was just, and after a while, I realized I used my phone with voice with, with a, Voicemail. I didn't need the pager anymore, so I got the pager. Right. Yep. Yep. Went from being the size of a cement brick down to a, <laughs> mm-hmm. to something I can I can I can almost lose if I'm not careful. So. <laughs> and I also uh, I think it comes up several times in, in the the books as well. You talk about him getting the pink pieces of paper, the messages, and he puts them oh, on the yeah. spike. And yeah. I'm sure that you know, that still happens, but um, just having a written message, you know, you probably don't see that as much anymore um so let's the talk only person who writes me messages is my mom oh, and she yeah. says, everybody else it's a text nobody ever writes the text yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and if i could just add one more thing real quick sure is and, and i'm not gonna belabor it but uh in the novels bosch is a vietnam veteran yeah and and that plot point is is pretty important, especially to the first novel, mm-hmm. uh, but it persists uh, for the first few, uh, and just that's just something to know. And I think it, it, I think his military service is much more integrated into the novel's plot than in okay. in uh, the show. In the show, it's almost uh, it's it, it's almost like a throwaway detail that he he had served uh, in in the military. Yeah. Except in season three, when he has to chase down the the, the, the guys Good from point. Afghanistan, he, he's got, he's got a working knowledge of what he needs to do, so that works out too. So right. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it, it's very intricately tied in uh, with some of the plot points early on in the novels with his, mm. with this the the specific aspects of serving in Vietnam sure. and what that entailed. So thanks for uh, just pointing that out clearly. Um, it, it has it has been brought up too, though that. Um, it wouldn't have been financially as uh, doable to do a time of, to do a period yeah. piece so that he could be yeah. uh, a Vietnam vet. So they yeah. brought it up to date, and they do try to tie in. I think a little bit with his special ops background, um, he has a little bit of knowledge of hand to hand combat, and of course he's good with weapons. But um, yeah. it, he does seem to have a little bit of an edge on some people because of that background. And I understand that some people are not all that happy that they have changed it from hmm. you know, Vietnam vet to, 
to being an Afghanistan vet, but it was all just so that the show could be made in this time. Sure. And right. I see it as a I see it as a very natural way to enjoy the show in a different way than the books. You know, yeah. there, there are yeah. some of those differences exactly. that you can appreciate differently. What were you going to say, Joe? If he was a Vietnam vet, he would be officially retired. His yeah. drop yeah. would be done. He would be out of yeah. it. And, and that's what's happening in the later books. That he's already out of, out of the department. Now he's doing other things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. good points. So. All right. Um, so, we've talked about how the books have the benefit of providing a sort of a deeper window into Bosch's mindset, his thoughts, um, more so than, than you can... I mean, Titus Weller does an amazing job of, of translating that, but it's, it's not the same as the written word. Question. Could the show benefit from any sort of voiceover narration by Bosch? No. Kathy says no. no. Okay. No. I don't think so. There's only one book that was written that he, that was written with, with Bosch's direct point of view. And I, I think that the only way it would work would be some of the back in this, in this season five, when they go back to when he was the first detective, those kind of scenes could work, but not as not as a, as a regular voiceover and narrator. Yeah. He's yeah. basically his actions are the narration of what's going on. So, okay, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Anything yeah. else from you, Sam? No, I I, I agree with that. You agree? I mean, okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you know, from a writer's standpoint. It, I want them to show me, not tell yeah. me. Yeah. If they, they're, and they're fabulous about trans, made, translating yeah. uh, everything into an ac- actionable moment. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And they don't need to tell me what's going on. I, this isn't, you know, this isn't Dora the Explorer. We we got this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked about on the podcast some as well that um, sometimes even in the si- the silent moments, it, it's you don't always need more words. Sometimes it's just that silence between Maddie and her dad before he's getting ready to go off on the undercover gig, you know, and you just feel that anxiety, you know, that she's feeling that he's, he's her only one that she has left, you know, and they just kind of sit in that silence. But you fill it up with memories of Eleanor and, you know, it, it doesn't seem like an empty space. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we need any more words than are already there either. Um, we, we've talked about listening to uh, the books on audio. All of us have done a little bit of that. Did you have any favorite narrators? Everybody seems to be a big fan of Titus. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that everybody seems to like him. Um, name some of the folks that we've also heard from, Sam, in reading the books. Uh, I, I think uh, we, we have Dick Hill, who does... Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Echo verse tr- through trunk music. I think that's like the first five novels. Okay. Uh, Peter Giles does one. Uh, Richard M. Davidson does one. Uh, I think the one, the name that gets thrown around the most, I think, is a lot of people. I, I'm not, I can't pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly, but but Len Cario. Len Cario. Carew. Carew. Okay. Carew. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's pretty easy. Yeah. But I know a lot of people miss Len Carew. I liked and, him. Yeah. Yeah. I I I miss him too. I miss yeah. him too. And, uh, I mean, he's still out there. He's on Blue Bloods. You can right. watch him. He's uh, he was in the uh, When They See Us actually that just uh, came out on Netflix. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, he, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Just don't don't worry. Lynn Carew is still out there, but he, yeah, he's not. He hasn't been narrating the books for some time, but right. he was one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I haven't. I didn't listen to the other any of the other narrators because okay. I was reading at that point. But 
Yeah, I okay. did. I have been listening to a couple by Len, and yes, he does a great job. I like a nice, clear voice, uh, so it's easy to understand. But mm-hmm. um, still, Titus is my favorite. Got to say that. All right. All right, Joe, you listen in the car with your wife. What, who do you like to listen to? Well, yeah, I've only got the most recent, the most recent Bosch book okay. on tape. So, uh, okay. uh, in fact, when you, when I saw this list of questions, I went, I went to the library. <laughs> oh, wow. Research. And see if I can find copies of these other books so uh-huh. I can listen to them before tonight. Oh, they, awesome. they were all in use. So I didn't get a chance to do that. So okay. my only, my only source is Willover. Titus Willover. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Titus Welliver. It's, I mean, it's just a, a perfect blending of the, of the books and the show. Sounds like we've all taken a different path with uh, where we started with beginning the series. Um, based on your personal journey through the books, where, wherever it started and you went backwards and forward, you know, with that in mind, where would you recommend someone start? Would you recommend that they start from the very beginning? on through or does it matter I, I i would always recommend to start from the beginning okay but if someone was incredibly impatient <laughs> i think yeah <laughs> i think jumping in at angel's flight okay is a decent point and okay. uh i think yeah, i think that's probably the best place i mean other you could probably jump in other places as well but the first five four the first four books are really kind of a unit and True. so you don't you don't want to mess around with jumping in out of order. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you're sure. going to do those, go through the yeah the first several. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any thoughts from you, Kathy? I did start uh, with the book number one. Okay. And I, like I said, I did read the first five, and then I kind of skipped ahead to listen to the last five. Mm-hmm. I'll say this: the interesting, and I will go through them <coughs> and read them all in order again because I will I'll read these books more than once. All of sure, them. yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing for me is to see how Connolly's relationship with Harry changed over even over those first five books. It was mm-hmm. yeah. It was like okay, here's this guy that's living in my head for years and years, and now I got him on paper. Now what am I going to do with him? Um, and, and he seems to have this almost brotherly love for Harry that develops over those first few books. And it just, I think that really sets the course for the entire, uh, series. Okay. Because he, he cares enough about this guy to, to, he puts him through his paces. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he kicks him in the shins a lot of times, but he, yeah. he always makes sure that he's very careful about how he works himself out of these problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, that's a huge development um, over the first few books that I, I wouldn't want somebody to miss out on. And I, I would I would recommend start there, at least do a few of them in a row so you can see mm-hmm. uh, how the changes are starting to occur. All right. Well, any um, any closing comments? This is your your closing statements <laughs> on the on the books. Anything that you want to share before we go? Um, I've heard Michael Connolly speak several times uh-huh. about Bosch. He's talked about the location of the house. Yeah. When he was on, he was on a murder case with when he was at the LA LA Times. He was standing at that address, looking out over the valley. He goes, "This is where my character is going to live. I got to figure out how I'm going to get him." Into. He knew that uh-huh. going in. Um, wow. And he saw that. Yeah. Uh, Tyre, in one of the books, he retired and brought him back. And I think it was in the drop. He brought him back. 
Mm-hmm. Because he said private detectives don't solve crimes. They don't. They don't solve crimes at all. So he brought mm-hmm. him back. And if, if if he had known that he made a comment to Alifair Brooks, said he finally said I should have never retired Harry Bosch. Mm-hmm. And he's glad that the LAPD had that drop program to get him back in because he yeah. would have had the end of the series right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. glad too. <laughs> yeah, so am I. I mean, I just, I just chow down everything, everything Bosch. I just, I, you know, I, I drink red fat tire beer now because that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good beer, that's, but, it, but it's that's still, you know? how Harry. That was when I fell in love with Harry. Was when he ordered a fat tire because that's my beer. Uh, ah, so, okay. My ex daughter in law drinks it too, so I had it in the house. So okay, I can do this. So. I do this. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Okay. Well, when uh, so when you are not watching the TV series, uh, well, Joe has watched season five. He said several times, so you can always rewatch. This is, for all you yeah. Bosch lovers that are looking for more Bosch, uh, we've given you some insights about the books. If you aren't already reading those, you can always read the books. Kathy will read them over. I would be all for that as well. So you can read, uh, rewatch the series. Listen to the Everybody Counts podcast because we talk about each episode. Um, we, we started with season four, but we have lots of interviews with, with casts. Uh, we have a Michael Conley interview. So if you have not listened um, to those yet, you can get a lot of information there. And certainly go out to Reddit at the Bosch TV subreddit and uh, get on there and start engaging with other fans and uh, break down these plot points and um just share your experiences with the books and the TV show. So hopefully this gives you some good ways to keep boshing throughout the year as we wait the long wait uh, for the next season. Um, but they are writing it and they'll start filming um, this summer. So that, that gives me, that gives me a good feeling that it's uh, in, you know, it's happening. It's in process. So um, I thank you all each of you for joining me tonight. Thank you for the great idea, Sam. If you guys out there listening like this or would like anything else uh, similar or have um, maybe a different topic you'd like us to go through, uh, we're always up for doing special episodes and getting some special guests on to talk through things. So um, again, thank you. And that's it for tonight. Bye guys. Have a good night. Good night. Thanks. Thanks.